I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How's it going? What's up? Welcome back to the Puppy English Podcast, the podcast that helps you improve your English. My name is Sam and I'm your English teacher. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about the IELTS exam. What is the IELTS exam? Why do I need to do the IELTS exam? What is included in the IELTS exam? Is the IELTS exam free? Can I fail the IELTS exam? Where and when can I do the IELTS exam? These are all questions that we're going to be answering in this podcast. So if you're interested in doing the IELTS exam, or if you've never heard of the IELTS exam, this podcast is going to be very useful, very useful indeed for you. This podcast is going to be all about the basic information you need to know so that you can decide if you want to do the IELTS exam or not. If you have never heard of the IELTS exam, probably you will do someday, especially if you're looking to study or work in a country or in a company or at a university where the English language is important. The IELTS exam is a Cambridge proficiency test which tests your level of English for people who want to study or work in an environment where English communication is important. So basically any university or any company that are looking to take people in which are international they ask for their IELTS score. If you don't have an IELTS score, they ask you to go and do this examination, to do this test. And that's why this test is so popular. As I said before, the IELTS exam is a Cambridge certification. It's a Cambridge proficiency test, but it's not the only one. There are also the Cambridge certificates. For example, the FCE certificate, which is the first certificate. This is um, an intermediate exam, so it's about a B2 level. So let's say actually an upper intermediate exam. Or another popular Cambridge exam is the CAE, which is a C1 level. So that's an advanced exam. And these exams are very specific. They tell you that you have this level. If you do that test, it's only for that level. The IELTS exam is slightly different. The IELTS exam is one exam that tests all levels. So you do the exam and they say you have a level four, or which is quite a basic elementary level, or they say you've got a level seven, which is an intermediate 
higher level. So depending on what score you get, that tells you what level you have. And this is the information that universities, schools, companies want to know. Now there is one other big difference between the Cambridge Certificates and the Cambridge IELTS exam. The certificate exams last forever, which is better, right? It's better, it lasts forever. Well, not exactly. Not if you're a company or university. The IELTS exam only lasts for two years. It's only valid for two years. And this is because they want to know your English level at that time. At that time when you're going to add value to their company or to that university. With the certificate exams, you could have done the exam five years ago. You could have done it 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago. And it doesn't necessarily reflect your level at that moment because your English level is going to change throughout your life. Could get better, it could get worse, but it's gonna change. So the IELTS exam is so popular with universities and companies because it tells you your level at that time. And for that reason, it's much more reliable. Again, IELTS is from Cambridge, but there is a competitor. There's also the TOEFL exam, which is an American exam. It's American Examination Board. And this is very popular in the United States, but also in South America, Central America, uh, Canada. They use this exam a lot. It's very popular with American universities and American companies. But the IELTS is more international. So if you're looking to work or study in Asia or Africa or Europe and also in America and South America, they do value the IELTS exam, whilst the TOEFL is just a bit more America-focused. So for that reason, if you're looking to go to university or work for a company in America, maybe, you know, TOEFL is better. But if you're looking, you know, a bit more international, especially Europe or Asia, um, I would go with IELTS. IELTS is the most popular test. It's the most recognized test with universities and companies all around the world. So for that reason, I suggest if you're looking for something a bit more international, go with IELTS. If you are looking to do an exam just for fun, don't do IELTS. I'll give you my experience in the past. Um, I decided that I wanted to do a Spanish test and a Portuguese test at different times. Why? For fun. I wanted to challenge, I wanted to push myself to improve in the language and doing the test gave me extra motivation. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that and maybe you want to do a test for that reason. If that is the case, don't do the IELTS exam. Do the Cambridge certificate exams because then you have the certificate forever. You should only do the IELTS exam if you are looking for a job or looking for a university placement at that time. Okay? They will ask for it. So even if you haven't even started applying yet, do the exam so you have it ready. So when they ask you for your IELTS score, you go, bang, there you go. I have a nine in IELTS. Okay, and then they're going to be very happy or uh, they will ask you and then you do it. I know it's only valid for two years, but you do it to get that placement or you get it to get that university placement or get that job in the company. Then you don't have to do it again until you look for another university place or job. So you just do it every time you need something new when every time you're making a change in your life. If you're doing something just for fun, do the Cambridge certificate. Um, exams because they last forever. 
like me. Okay, I cannot do the IELTS exam because I'm a native English speaker. Uh, IELTS exam is only for for learners of English as a foreign language. But I have taught the IELTS exam. I've helped people prepare for the IELTS exam. And this is another thing I think you should take into consideration. You have to be realistic about your expectations with the IELTS exam. I've had many students come to me in the past, and they haven't. Used their English. They haven't practiced their English for one year, two years, three years. I don't know, five years, and they want to do the IELTS exam in two weeks because a company has asked them for their IELTS score, and they are expecting to get an eight in the IELTS, which is quite high. It's especially high if you haven't used your English for two years. So that's very ambitious. It's quite unrealistic because learning a language. It's all about training and practice. It's like going to the gym. If you go every day, you're going to make big, strong muscles. If you haven't been to the gym for two years, you cannot go to the gym for two weeks and have those same big, strong muscles. And learning a language is the same. You have to practice and train it continuously. If you don't, you will lose it. Trust me. I haven't spoken to Portuguese for two years. I've I've lost it. I can't remember it. I have to start practice and training every day to get it back. Okay, so this is extremely important. If you have two weeks to prepare for an IELTS exam, you shouldn't be really thinking about improving your linguistical skills, about learning grammar, about learning vocabulary. Not at all. You need to practice the exam technique. You need to know what the examiner is looking for. You need to do practice tests in this time. This is all about exam technique, which is not easy in the IELTS exam, and it takes a lot of practice. I know people who have done the IELTS exam and they spent two weeks doing practice tests, finding tips, studying the exam. What is needed from me? If you're looking for materials to help you with this, I suggest you go to the British Council website. You can find practice tests. And you can find kind of also videos and、um, blogs giving tips and ideas about what you should be doing in the exam because that's very complicated. So the, basically, what I want to say: the period leading up to the exam is all about exam technique. Your language level should be your language level anyway. That's the idea of the IELTS exam. It's not looking for oh, how good can your language become in two weeks if you start studying the languages. Wants to know how goes your language in general. Now in the podcast, I want to move on slightly and talk a little bit about what happens in the exam. What's in the exam? Like many language、uh, exams, it's separated into four parts. We've got the listening, the reading and writing, and the speaking. The time of the exam is two hours and forty-five minutes. But the、uh, listening, reading, and writing are all done together, all at the same time, all in one go. Bang, 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 finish. About two and a half hours. It's very intense. Make sure you have a big breakfast and lots of coffee before you do it, because、um, it's very tiring. However, the speaking part of the exam is done at a separate time. The speaking part of the exam takes about fifteen minutes.、Um, it's done. On a different day at a different time, generally somewhere between a week after the exam, or it can also be within the week before the exam. But you do it separate: reading, writing, listening, bang, other day speaking.
together, 2045, they put everything together and you get your IELTS score. Now, another important thing you need to know is that there are two IELTS exams. There are two types. There's the IELTS academic exam and there's the IELTS general training exam. Okay, so you need to know which exam you want to do. If you're looking to go into higher education in an English-speaking environment where you need English, you should do the uh, IELTS academic exam. Okay. If you're looking to get a work placement or work experience in an English environment, you should do the general training exam. The only difference is the writing and the reading. The reading and the writing for the academic exam uh, is more centered around academia, the subject matter, and the general training is more related around business in the general training exam. So this is the only difference. If you're not sure which one is better for you, ask your IELTS center and they'll give you the best advice. You should do this one or that one. Okay, so the next question is, is the IELTS exam free? It's absolutely not free. It costs a lot of money. It costs about 250 euros, actually 240 euros in Europe, more or less. In the UK, it costs about 200 pounds. In America, it costs about 250 dollars. Now you can do the exam as many times as you want, but obviously every time you do the exam, it's gonna cost you that again. So if you wanna do it 10 times until you get the score that you want, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. So that's something to take into consideration. Can you fail the exam? And this is good news for you guys. You cannot fail. You will get a score. It's a proficiency test. So even if your English is really, really bad and you do very bad, you'll just get a low score. You cannot fail, but you can fail depending on your expectations, I suppose. If you want to get an 8 in the IELTS exam and you get a 5, you could consider that as a fail, um, especially because maybe you don't get the job or you don't go to the university you want to because of that score. So you cannot fail, but you can fail, let's say. And finally, where can I do the IELTS exam and when? Well, the IELTS exam is available four times a month. So it's very regular and it's done on specific days at specific times. Every IELTS centre does the exam at the same day, at the same time, so that you cannot copy or get the test beforehand and pre-prepare the uh, answers that you're going to give in the exam. Where can I do the exam? Well, practically every country and every city, every town offers the IELTS exam. Um, you have to probably search on Google if you write IELTS Examination Center uh, and the name of your city or town. You should be able to find the center uh, and then you can give them a call or you can sign up for the exam online and you should be good to go. So I hope that helps you. I hope if you're interested in doing the arts exam, I gave you some good information here. I'd like to do future podcasts where we talk a bit more in detail about the specific parts of the exam and what can happen. And also talk a little bit about exam technique, but we'll do this in a, in a future podcast. Um, so yeah, good luck in the exam if you're going to do it in the future. This has been the Papi English Podcast. Please follow or subscribe to the podcast if you've enjoyed it and found it helpful. There are a lot more episodes on the way. Puppy English, practice and perfection in English. And I'll speak to you in the next podcast.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.